This is a show where Brandon and Gabby from Geekedia talk about everything geeky. From movies, to shows, and even video games. So put in your earbuds, and get ready to listen to an organized, well thought out, random conversation. So this past weekend, uh, Quantum Mania. Let me try that again. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania is the name of the movie. I'm sorry, but that's too long of a title. Which me. is why I started out with just saying Quantum Mania. Real, which, real, real quick, personally, well, one second. I I realize I've been spelling the name of this movie incorrectly the entire time. Uh, so uh, yeah, I just learned how, how to spell it. it. Um. With a with a dash and two ends. and is it Quantumanium or Quantumania? Cause like, uh, okay, it, it's definitely uh, but I've been spelling it Quantum Dash, or I've been hyphenating it, Quantum Hyphen Mania, uh, like Ant Man and Spider Man. Right. That's what I thought it was, but then. I realized it was one word and there's only one M and I was very confused because I tried I because I typed in like two words and then I was like no I'm pretty sure it's one and then I was like that's too many M's. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, my my I guess not issue with the title, um, but just oh, like the a, length. Well, the length, but also you know the first episode, the first episode, the first movie was Handman. And then the second one was Ant-Man and the Wasp, because we got introdu- we got introduced to the Wasp. Yeah. This one, I think, because it does not focus on the Wasp whatsoever. I, and yes, I know she's in there, no, 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 but no, I no. think just I, Ant-Man I, and the Quantumania. I love that you say this, because this is something I was going to bring up later. Oh, thank God. Um, because I thought I, it was just me. <laughs> no, dude. She's like... She's a supporting character. She's not a focus in this film, like, at all. Right, and I'm not trying to take anything away from the character of the Wasp or the actress playing her. Yeah. But I I am kind of like... It it doesn't make sense for it to be called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania when the focus is actually more on Janet Van Dyne, who actually, if you think about it, was the Wasp previously so maybe it is no no she was she was no it, no in the first one they were no both, no 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 no. that's right she did have wings I, i'm i'm talking about in the comics gotcha i was thinking mcu but also within the mcu they were like a, a, a yes, duo and as she well. did have wings but she was not officially called the wasp i don't think right but in the comics um, we, she was so they kind of that, that could be why but if that we're thinking of our current wasp it didn't make sense unless but and also the fact that like like it was like Janet Wasp, who was technically a wasp at some point in the comics and potentially within MCU history, was a wasp. But also like her being a focus and not our current wasp. But then the daughter, Cassie, it, who is not a wasp, um, she has a couple different names and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, that they well I know she just got a suit in this movie. Yeah. Um, but they never came up with a name or said a name, which I was like, please tell me the name because I'm supposed to, I should know this. I know. It's one of them is Stature. Um, and I forget what the other one is. It's probably going to come later on in the, in the MCU, but I, I, I just I thought she, that they would have done it this on this movie. Yeah. I, she's wearing the suit. 
I want to say that is closest to her stature suit in the comics because she has two. But um, because the color scheme remind me of Hawkeye or because of the purple. Yes. Uh, what was the what the girl from Hawkeye the show? becomes Hawkeye or does she go by a different name? She's just another Hawkeye. Okay. But um, but because like Hawkeye is presumed dead, like um um Clint Barton is presumed dead and so she took up the mantle. Right. Or she was gi- actually given the mantle by Captain America. Right. So um but yeah, it reminded me of that because the color scheme. Um but yeah, like you were saying, the movie's more about Janet and Kane. Um and, and Cassie. Uh, yeah, and Cassie. Well, uh, I think uh, on a level of importance, Cassie didn't play a big role. Uh, uh, let me, let me. I'm trying to word this right, yeah. so people don't come after me because I don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to say downplay the character or the actress or anything like that. Right, right, right. But on level of importance to the film and the plot, to, to the film and the plot, uh, Janet was was number one, and then. Very close second is Kane. Um, if anything, you could call him a tie on, on importance. Okay. Um, Cassie was like, you know, third, s- second or third. Oh right. Because she does. There's not the only focal point that she's there for. And again, that's not a bad thing. Was in the beginning when she, to create to turn on the signal for the quantum I, realm. Okay, so well, let me let me tell you why she was. There, she's more important than just that. Well, no, no, no. I was going to list more. I'm saying oh, okay. I'm, I was just well, going to go through well, this. This is why I think like she's also one of the important people in the movie is is because she's kind of like a, a focal point for Scott himself. Fair. And the everything he does in this movie is to protect Cassie. And right. so it's a driving force for his character development and the progress he makes in this film. It's about Cassie fully, completely. Well, I, I'm not saying it's not about her, but like we we don't really see that until like come no, low I, past ha- halfway. To- no, I disagree because when they go in to the thing, he only he could have stayed out. Obviously, he was holding on. She got pulled into the quantum realm. He intentionally lets go to go save her. And well, then, yeah. It, uh, yeah, because it's his daughter. And then he, his whole focus the entire time is, we got to get out of here. I got to protect Cassie. Um, they don't know anything about King. Once they do, his focus is to like keep Cassie away. Right. Uh, protecting, protecting her. Um, and then, obviously, like King threatens that and so he only does what Kang wants because he's threatening Cassie. Right. I get I'm not I'm not saying like she has nothing to do with the film. Yeah. But as but to me I think she is like out of the 3 she she is the th- she's the third. Mm-hmm. Um th- and that's just me. I, so No, I I fully I fully agree. I, so I wouldn't put her lower than that is all I'm saying. Fair. Um also but back to my uh, the the whole title thing. Oh right! I feel like just call it Ant Man in the Quantum Realm, Ant Ant Man in the Qu- Quantum and the Quantum Realm. Or I kind of like Quantum Mania. Well, I'm I'm not just dis- I'm not saying I don't like that. I'm just trying to figure out what's a better title. So it's not Ant Man and the Wasp and, and Quantum Mania. Um, like, honestly, mm. it could just be Ant Man Quantum Mania. True, but uh, I, I don't know. I it it, it Quantum Mania f- and Ant Man story. <laughs> Like solo Star Wars story, yeah, but just better. Um, um yeah, no, the um, I I agree. Having 
and the Wasp didn't really make sense because they didn't make use of what is her? Hope. Hope. I could not remember her name. I could, uh, they didn't make use of Hope, like, at all in this movie, except for the, like, what's that phrase? Um, uh, MacGuffin. What's a MacGuffin? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, what? Never mind. Okay. Uh, the, it's like, the word I'm looking for means, um, something that comes at the last minute to, to fix the problem. Gotcha. Uh, she's used in that manner twice in this movie, and that's, like, her importance. So it doesn't make sense for it to be Ant-Man and the Wasp when the Wasp doesn't really do much in terms of driving the plot or right. story. It Really, she just comes in and semi-saves the day, but not even, like, entirely, if that makes sense. Like, uh, the, the, the instances... I'm thinking of are um, in the probability storm, and yeah. and she comes in and like catches him so he doesn't fall, and then they work together. Yeah, and, and then, then she comes back in to help. Beat yeah, Kane. Yeah, do they do they both fight him or do, what does well, she do? Well, well, she comes back through the portal. Yeah, what does she do when she comes back through? The uh, portal? She like punches him, throws some. Okay, the... she does punch him. I couldn't. Yeah, remember. she she does make like. Like, they're both fighting him. Okay, I couldn't remember that specifically, which is kind of, um, kind of, like, tells you right there that, like, it wasn't as big of a deal. And I, I, I don't know. I want to, I almost want to, like, talk about the ending just for a minute, not, like, the post-credit stuff, uh, and the credit, credit scenes. Okay. But the, the, the ending... Because I, I, if you recall, you probably do, because I think you're the one that told me this theory, was like, Ant-Man might die in this film. Yeah, because I remember throughout the previews uh, and the trailers and everything, we kept going like, oh, this seems... Because, again, this is how they splice up for uh, trailers and everything. Mm -hmm. We saw like different version of him being shredded, which that still didn't kind of make any sense in the movie. I, you know, I, I kind of chalk it up to within the probability storm, they were like... Stuff happens. Well, it, it's <laughs> like he was, like, if this was the choice that he made, the storm would have torn him to shreds. Or, like, the the thing that's at the center, True. like, it would have, it would, it was hostile. And so it would have, like, killed him, I guess. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, th throughout all those scenes and everything, it did feel like... If anything, he would die. Uh, but towards the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, he's going to get stuck in the quantum realm. Yes. We're going to think he's dead, and then he comes back like at the Avengers, Avengers movie and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but or, or we like got a, neither. Yeah, I, which it it ends up being like an interesting the, uh, book ends to the movie with like the, the beginning with the voiceover. He's technically reading through his book. and That was um, at the beginning. Yeah, that's not the, the beginning and then the end where he has another voiceover. He's walking down the street. Yeah, okay. And the book ends. Yeah. Um. So he's talk. He's at the beginning. He's walking. We had the voiceover, and then it's him reading the book. And then this time it's him walking, and then that very funny kind of like, wait a minute, what if he's not dead? Blah blah. blah. <laughs> Literally, that was this, so this entire funny. ending, the entire time, I'm going, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for, for something it. to happen. Because yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single, every person that came out of the corner or came out of the side of the screen, I was like looking at him, like, 
are you? Are, it's like you're a white guy. You're not him. You're not, you're a woman. Not him. Black guy. Uh, nope, not him. And, uh, or I was like waiting for. I was waiting for like a glowy ring to show up, and Doctor Strange going, Scott, you messed up, or something like that. Yeah, I was like Scott, we have a problem. And then something. later on, we again. He's he's at a table eating cake with his daughter, and he goes like, "Yeah, I don't have to worry about that guy." He takes a bite, and I'm like, "Waiting for poison?" No, it's just a terrible tasting cake. I'm like, "Come." on but the real like well we'll talk about it later but the real like penny in the air penny drop moment was at the post credit yeah I was like, that, that's, that's true. what i was waiting for it, yeah it, it that that kind of i i see why they ended up because we got the the post credit i'm like oh, okay there it is but like in that moment it was just it just ends up being like funny which i don't think is a bad thing where it's like like i i i told you and, and all the people that we, we went to see the movie with, um, like I was like, that entire scene, I was just like, the, okay. the entire time. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Just like waiting for something to happen. So I remember, uh, well, I, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I remember yeah. the post-post credit. What was the first post-credit? Council of Kings. Thank you. I don't know why I could not remember that for the life <laughs> of me. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was cool. That was neat. Yes. And also horrifying a little bit because just how many did you invite all of them also <laughs> the entire time i was going get a voice box drink some water like come oh, like yeah. i know that's probably just that version but i'm like yo my god i'd rather hear my name is kane versus i am kane it's like clear throat suddenly that guy was ramatut no nah, was that ramatut i thought the egyptian yeah. guy was ramatut oh which guy you which guy had that voice that you're referring not to. Not the Egyptian. Which one was it then? That's why, because I, I thought it was the, the, I, uh, the Egyptian Okay, so one. we had the Egyptian the, that looked at the set guy and went, I yeah. bet that upsets you that you're not the one that killed him. And then, right. the, yeah, Ramata, I think he was the only blue face out of the three. Uh, We had Ramatut, one that looked like a cyborg, and the other one that I can't remember what he Yeah, it was like. Ramatut, one that was close, like the, from the videos, I mean, the closest resemblance to the Scarlet something oh yeah yeah and i then can't remember what it was guy. either and then oh, we'll gosh. probably look at the video when we pause well maybe uh, it, it's not hard to to f- just find the picture because i kept finding pictures anyways but the i don't know do uh let's do like a quick recap of like the the film itself so was i'll do that while you uh go through that go for it so basically Get the inner, mon- uh, inner monologue. Ooh, that's gonna be rough. Of Scott reading his book and everything like that. Gets a call from jail. It's Cassie. Apparently, that's her second time in jail. Uh, we don't know what the first time was. Um, I, we can assume that it's probably something like in the same vein of what she did the yeah, first she, time. Yeah, and when she left, she gave the cop her his car back, shrunk, and I just instantly went, "I like you." Um, <laughs> Find out that her, him, uh, Hank, and Hope have been building us like a uh, telecommunicator uh, to the quantum realm. And Jan- uh, Janet yeah, absolutely loses it. They're like, she's like, why didn't she talk to me? And Hope has a good point of, I've been trying to talk to you. And you kept saying, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Which instantly I'm like, yeah, that was on you. Like, you, I, you, can't, honestly, yeah. you can't blame anybody else. Like, I don't want to talk about it. You could have at least been like, you should not communicate with them. There's some bad people down there. I'll tell you more later. But for right now, just 
don't do it. Uh, yeah. Not advisory. Um, not advisable and everything like that. So they get sucked in. Uh, e- so well, we we actually do learn later in the film that it was um, Darren Cross who who interfered and and pulled pulled him in and became Modok. Yes, which was hilarious because as we're gonna because they kept interrupting him, like. Uh, Oh, he's like, like when I he's am... saying, it's like when when you defeated me, Scott. You know, I was crushed, and I was going, oh, and, and it's like, oh, so that's what happened to you. And he's like listening, he's like, I am a mul- uh, what was the acronym? Something organism. Oh gosh, I need you to spell Modoc for me. M O D. So no, 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 no. So M, I think, is mechanized. Yeah, mechanized organism designed only for killing. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And we go. and literally, as he's saying it, the a mechanized organism design. And they, and, uh, they look at him and go, Darren. Yeah. It, well, Scott interrupts. Goes, Oh, Modok. Yeah. M O D O K. Mechanized organism design only for killing. Yeah. Modok. Yeah. And I'm like, Wow. Just blew the wind out of his sails on that one. Yes. But as we're getting the flashback, he's they lift him out of some ooze and he's butt naked, and you see his bare butt. Now the funniest thing to me was not the fact that we saw his butt. But he's he's a wide guy, right? Because he's basically just the giant face. Yes, he he's oh he's the face of Bo. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> please let his middle name be Jack. Um, anyway, so his body's pretty wide, but his butt literally went like two <laughs> inches. So I, it just that? cracked me up. Just also visual. Because <laughs> also it was the little arms and the little feet, just just little dangly feet. And he has a big body, but such a tiny butt. I don't know why it just, it, <laughs> it got my inner five-year-old just, <laughs> but um, it was like, <laughs> but them. <laughs> nice. Uh, the, thank you. See, the thing is, I, uh, I said this before. I was like, I, didn't remember seeing that and then watching like recap videos it showed that and i was like wait a minute how did i miss that <laughs> um oh gosh what a- so basically so yeah when they get sucked in uh oh, Hank, yeah, they all, Hank, yeah. hope and janet get split off from uh, scott scott i was about to say harold i don't know why scott harold? and cassie <laughs> harold <laughs> Why does that make me laugh? Because uh, it's from something. Okay, 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 okay. Before we move on with the with the recap, I did not find the picture yet. I, w- I will continue looking. But I want to say, um, Catherine Newton, who's playing Cassie in in this film, uh, I from watching the previews, I was like, mm, I don't know about how I feel about this. There you well, she played in uh, Endgame, right? Nope. Yeah, uh, when nope. when Scott came back, or is nope. that was it's a completely different girl. Okay, why? Well, um, surprised that happened. Yeah, that that's why I, I that's why I'm saying all of this. So the so it turns out what happened like the the girl who who played Cassie when Scott comes back, um, didn't find out she was recast and not going to be in this movie until the announcement that Catherine Newton was going to be Cassie. Bruh, that's right. I was like, okay, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> However, so I well, that this is not why I was like I don't know how I feel about Catherine Newton, but like I was like I don't know how I'm gonna like this character, uh, based on like the previews and then sitting and actually watching the movie. I'm like okay, I I like Catherine Newton as Cassie. I like I like what what she's done with this particular character. Um, I don't know if. Like the other person would not have done as good of a job, but 
I'm okay with Catherine. Well, we saw her for what five minutes. No, I know. The the reasoning their reasoning was like they wanted somebody who was a little bit more, I'll say, experienced, like more well known, has has actually led um, a show or a movie which, her, herself, which I get. More experienced makes sense. Makes sense, but I mean, and I know to it's not Hollywood, tell, but to, to not just tell just the common courtesy of listen. Well, we're, okay, we're, it's not even common courtesy. Like, this happens all the time, but, like... Well, I know, that's why I'm like, it's Hollywood. But, I mean, I would have at least been like, let's give her a ch- uh, a shot to, like, uh, in a audition? way, re-audition yeah. for it. Yeah, and I, you know, and I don't think she, she got that chance. No, um, I would have said at least give her the chance to re-audition for it. Yeah. Because who and knows, it, she, yeah. could, she could have been fantastic. I, I agree. We, we shall never know. We'll never know. Mm. But, yeah, no, I... I Greatly enjoyed Catherine Newton in this. Oh, she and, did. She did great. It was it was fantastic. Also, was, loved just the love the attitude, the yes. teen angst attitude. Yes, I'm trying to figure out how old she's supposed to be. I okay, wait, she... okay. So we can actually do the math. We could do the math. Um, are we going to right now? Probably not, because I want to finish. The I, I feel like she's she's at least sixteen. Yeah, and, and I think that at at least sixteen somewhere. Somewhere between um, 16 and, like, 20. Uh, or 18. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I would say between 16 and 18. Yeah. Maybe 19, but I doubt it. Only because I don't remember how old she was supposed to be when the five-year blip happens. And then it's been, like, six now or something. Because I could of see the her being about 10-ish. Was she? I because she was like okay in the first Ant Man she was a six. She says it outright in this movie. She was six when Darren Cross tried to kill her, which was right. the, in the first movie. So then we go what a year or two to the next Ant Man, something like that. Yeah. So so she probably okay. She's she's actually probably about. She does not look thirteen, but I'm yeah, gonna that, I'm gonna say between fourteen and seventeen now. Potentially, I mean, she, Catherine Newton, does not look like a fourteen-year-old. So my no. guess is like probably eighteen. We could probably Google this information, um, but I don't remember how old she was in the second one. Because um, if she was like eight to ten in the second Ant Man, then because at the end of that one is when the blip happens, right? And so that would be, and then from there would be five years. So she would be like 16, 17. You want to know how, how old uh, the actri- uh, Catherine Newton really is? Sure. 26. I think I knew that. I, I think I knew that because she's the same age as like this huge group of like actors that have been coming up that are really, really good. And that, that includes like Zendaya, uh, Tom Holland, Florence Pugh. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, they're all born like the same year. They're all the same age as James. Right. Um, okay, so uh, it says, even though Cassie was too young to fully participate in the action of both Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, being six and nine respectively during those movies, she's okay. still one of the most important players in the franchise. Okay, life. so nine, which means, so five years from that, what is that? That's 14. 14. What? No, that doesn't make any sense. No, this that, girl that, does not look 14. Well, not only that, but that, that, uh... Okay, oh, okay, no, no, okay, but think about it this way. So if she was nine then, and then five years, but it's been another year, so 16. 
Well, 15, 16. In this one, uh, Scott Lane's daughter is much older at the start of Phase 5, and here's how old Cassie Lane is in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yes. The father and daughter duo have been at the heart of the... I know we're going away from the movie, but this is important. This uh, have been, is <laughs> Have been at the heart of the Ant-Man uh, franchise since its inception. Despite Cassie Lane being recast multiple times, much of Paul Rudd's lead hero's story has revolved around being able to save his daughter or be there for her. This continues in Ant-Man and the Wasp of Quantumania, which features some... Skipping, skimming, skimming. Yeah, skimming. Ba- basically, uh, trying to... It said it. What the crap? Yeah. Okay, Cassie Lane, uh, Cassie Lane is 18 years old in Ant-Man and the Wasp of Quantumania. It is How? Confer- Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> Movie. Uh, it is confirmed that Cassie Lane is supposed to be 18 years old in uh, Quantum Mania. So we were Dir- right. Director Peyton Reed mentioned this in an interview with uh, uh, Nerd Bunker. I can read that uh, when discussing the impact of Avengers Endgame five year Endgame's five year time jump, which resulted in Emma Furman joining the MCU as a teenage Cassie Lane before Catherine Noon took over for the Man and the Lost uh, for a Man sequel. Yes. He confirmed that the 26-year-old actress is playing Cassie when she is 18 years old. Amen. Quantumania otherwise does not directly confirm how old Cassie is. Mm-hmm. The fact that Cassie, Cassie is 18 years old in Quantumania further explains some of her life. There is no appearance by her mother or stepfather, so it is possible That's that true. Cassie has, has now out. moved out, Yeah, even though she mentions that no one can afford rent right now. It could also be... She's the probably r- living with her grandparents, given the, the amount of time she spent Working on the thing with with Hank. Oh, oh, wait, she's with, definitely working. Well, with step grandparents, but yes, that's what I meant. That's what um, I meant. I meant Hank. Yeah. Uh, even though she mentions that no one can afford rent right now, she's it, not paying rent. She's staying at her grandparents. Yep. Obviously. It could also be the reason why Cassie sent uh, to the main San Francisco prison after being arrested, right. as she is now too old to go to juvenile detention center. Right, which other, could happen about sixteen, seventeen as well, depending on your, the state. Right. The other implication is that uh, Ant-Man Quantumania must take place in 2025. Yes, which I already figured out that it was like the the following year after, like it's been a year since the the blip. Right. But 18 still doesn't make sense. How Cassie Lane's age breaks the MCU timeline. Ah, there we go. (laughs) The confirmation of what Cassie, of what Cassie's age is, is supposed to... Be uh, actually yeah, to be actually means that Ant Man and the Quantum Mania breaks the MCU timeline. Mm-hmm. This is the result of a scene early early on in the movie where she jokes about the night that Yellow Jacket tried to take her and Ant Man came back from the quantum realm. Cassie says she was six years old when this happened. The MCU previously established that Cassie was born in 2007, which would mean her birthday party in Ant-Man would need to take, need to happen in 2013. However, Ant-Man firmly takes place in 2015 on the MCU timeline. <laughs> oh my god, we're going down the rabbit hole. Oh Since Cassie's god. agent, Ant-Man and the Quantum Mania, is not directly confirmed during the movie, the only way for this to be true is if she is 16 mm-hmm. years old yeah. at the start of Phase 5. This would technically fit within the long larger MCU timeline, but it would also contradict previous evidence that Cassie was eight years old in Ant-Man. As a result, the MCU timeline continues to become more confusing for those tracking every single detail. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I'm so glad we went down this rabbit hole. Um, okay, yeah. So what? we were right, 16 to 18, but also, nobody knows. <laughs> I'm sorry. That... 
that that was a rabbit hole that didn't need to go down, but I'm so glad we went down it. Honestly, yeah. I like, was not expecting it to be that complex. Right, you were saying, but it still doesn't make sense. How <laughs> Cassie Sage breaks the MCU? Oh, oh no. Here we go. Uh, so yeah, okay. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we barely talked about it in the movie, but at the same time, this seemed more like This was important. important. This was very important. Uh because, yeah, when we were going 14, I'm like, she's 26. Like, I know some people look young, but come on. That did not pass for 14. No, for sure. I Like, that's why we're like 16 minimum. Yes. But only because um, she's like 26. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways. This, that, this was a beautiful moment. I'm not going to lie. I'm so happy. <laughs> Even though it took so much time. A little bit. Hey guys, two quick updates. So yes, we have been watching that Kaleidoscope show on Netflix and the group of us are about to sit down and talk about that show. It's going to be a video and a podcast episode coming down the line. And also, you're probably wondering, where's our reaction to episode six of The Last of Us? Don't worry. We also recorded an episode of us talking about episode six. It's going to come out two days from now on Sunday at 9 a.m. So be on the lookout. Thanks. Okay, back to the actual like recap because we got sidetracked. Oh, right. We were talking about we got as far as um, the they got separated. Also, yes. the Council of Kings, I finally have the answer. It was um, uh, Scarlet Centurion and Mortis and Ramatut yes. were the, the three that had the actual conversation talking about the exiled we, well, At the same time, we don't know if it was really Scarlet Centurion because True. It, it's, True. it's the closest thing. Well, I, I'm wondering if people got that from... The comics, because the comics, the the leaders of the Council of Kings were those three, potentially. Right. I can't remember now. But so I'm wondering if that's why, like, well, he, I guess he's probably that guy since he's, you know, one of the leaders. But anyways, uh, yeah, the the group gets separated and um, Janet, who, which, okay, I almost want to not, not backtrack but i thought it was interesting that um janet didn't say anything about kang but then someone was like well if you think about it before kang wouldn't have existed until he who remains was killed and the timeline split so now there is a kang and so if that's why she couldn't have mentioned it before not not only because she was like I don't want to talk about it, but also she didn't have a memory of it because it didn't happen to her until the timeline was messed up in Loki. Yeah, I, I was about to say, you know, guilt-ridden uh, type thing. But yeah. also... Yeah. But also, like, I mean, I'm not even going to try to understand it now because until Loki season two comes out. Yeah. Because if I try to understand now, I, like, even my theories won't make sense to me. But... <laughs> um. It does, like, even if she was guilt-ridden and everything like that, that's why she didn't say anything. Why, then at the end of Man and the Wasp, would she allow Scott Lane to go back into the quantum realm for the energy if he he could run the risk of going too far? That's that's true. Running with the possibility of of going in too far. But she did tell him, 
she told him not to go too far in and stayed on like the outskirts which i'm i'm guessing is too toxic for most people to be in true but even then if she was as terrified as she was like when she when uh, the beacon basically started going off into the quantum realm mm-hmm. You know, she freaked out pretty, pretty quick and pretty harsh. Which is why, which means she wouldn't. She, by that logic, she wouldn't even want to run the risk of the outskirts because of that outskirts. Who knows? King could have had plenty time to go. We can actually go to the outskirts now. Yeah, it's which is why I'm thinking with the whole like wibbly wobbly, timey wimey multiverse stuff. Yeah, where it's like, um. That wasn't even a thought in her mind because it wasn't even a possibility. Kang didn't exist until right. after He Who Remains was killed and the multiverse, the time, the, the timeline like split, and then now there's it. Now Kang exists, and now her time was like her time in the quantum realm was now rewritten to have to include Kang and and um because of uh the timeline right. stuff which is is weird and not quite a cop-out but like it's a cop-out that works only because time and the multiversal ridiculousness that we're dealing with so it's like okay i get it but why why didn't she tell like she just chose not to she could have said something like true a little bit like anything coulda yes but she didn't but so she's freaking out they make it to the they, they get separated She's dealing with the other two, trying to like safely keep them away from Kang while finding out information of to find uh, Scott and Cassie. Scott and Cassie uh, landed elsewhere and end up in this like tribe place, um, which is really cool. And I liked uh, it. Almost felt like my favorite thing that the MCU does when they're like off world is create like the world building of, of yes. a place. Um is it always looks super gorgeous um and intricate. And all the like background details are always really Do really not good. go to this movie stoned. <laughs> Word from my mother. <laughs> yes. I forgot that's what your mom said. Uh especially the, during the end credits where it looked like the the original like uh Doctor Who intro title sequence. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. I know. I saw that I went like Came done. We're stupid. Anyways, the so they know the tribe and they learn, um, they learn about Kang from those people and having no clue who they are. Uh, those scenes are are actually kind of some of my like favorite like comedy bits that happen in this movie. It's like with that with those like quantum realm people that they interact with are really funny. Do you have anything that will get me drunk? Yes, I do. <laughs> that That's that's with Hank. I was talking about the other people, but that too. Oh, whoops. Oh, no, but still, I mean, any any people with with that are like quantum realm people, all of those scenes I really enjoyed. Um, cause that guy looks like broccoli. <laughs> I leaned over my mom and went, that just put a new fear of broccoli to five-year-olds. Oh, no. Oh no! I don't know any five-year-olds afraid of broccoli, though. Well, no, but like, you know, not not a fear as much as like hatred towards vegetables. No, I know. But no, I get they it. have added fear. No, I no, I know, but I don't. I genuinely do not know any children who don't like vegetables, 
Like, I, I actually don't. Um, uh, but anyways, the, uh, Bill Murray shows up in the bar that, um, Janet takes, uh, her family to. Um, he's playing Krylar, who is a one-off character that is introduced and dies in the same issue in the comics, which I think is very funny. Um, because they basically did the same thing to him here. They're like, he's introduced. And then he gets attacked. Unsure if he's dead. They did the same thing in Zombie Land. Did they really? He's to Bill sh- Murray? Yeah, he's oh, he, no. as Bur- as Bill Murray. He shows up, puts on some zombie makeup. He's just and one Bill of the guys, Murray. One the guy. No, no, I'm sorry. He already has the zombie makeup, be- so zombies don't think that he. So zombies think that he's one of them. One of the guys actually shoots him. They're like, "No, it was Bill Murray. He was alive." And he's and he dies. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who what's my character? You're just you. Oh, cool. How long am I in the movie? Five ten, minutes. Ten minutes. You get you get shot. Oh. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> my nephew's the big one. Uh his reaction to Bill Murray on screen was very funny. He just goes, Oh, I know that guy and I'm just like laughing. I'm like, dude, why are you so excited about Bill Murray? He was in the previews. I know. That's why I was laughing so hard. Even my mom was like, well, granted, she does watch the previews. She was like, mm-hmm. I was surprised about Bill Murray. I'm like, no, I wasn't. Yeah. We, we I was surprised he, was he died just as quickly. That's what I was surprised it's at. It's unclear if he died or not. The thing the thing that attacked him did not eat him. That is confirmed. I think However, that, that would have been a cool um, t- post-credit just oh, have him talking to the alien like, listen, I'm sorry. You, 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 you're so delicious. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> when, even when the thing grew, it still had the cute anime eyes where I was like, it's still somewhat cute. <laughs> I don't know, man. Watching him eat that thing was weird. Especially when it started latching onto his face. You can hear it scream. And so oh, I was my like, gosh. Oh, please stop. Please. My, my like, sister it, was like, oh, the scream. <laughs> I know. It was just like. Uh, like it, the scream was one thing, but I think for me it was it was more the latching of the face, like trying to hold oh, on. I was like trying to no, yeah. And then you heard crunch, and I was like, oh, uh, you, you know what? I, I leaned over my mom and went, "I'm a vegetarian now." <laughs> oh no! I mean, I'm not, but I know the fact that you said that. Oh my gosh. Um. Anyways, Ugh. the so Kang sends Modok. We actually, you know, we meet we meet Modok, which is. Very funny. Um, Marcus's <laughs> reaction to Modoc. Oh, me. see, the the problem is, so you were three seats away from me, and when uh, Krylar is explaining Modoc and says the full name, um, which I I didn't catch for some reason. It, I caught it on the second word, and I, and I go, Modoc, and then I turn and, and I try to get your attention. I got your attention. You couldn't hear me, which fair. Because there were three seats over. And so we played a little game of telephone. I told my sister, and who told his mom, who told him, Modoc. And you're like, oh! <laughs> and I was like, yes. And then when Modoc shows up, I just see at the corner of my eye, Marcus's hand go, <gasps> and he points with his mouth that gave, and I am dying my seat. I was dying I'm laughing like, I next to him. Like, because I'm like, if anything, he should have heard everything because he's right next to you. Well, I didn't say it to him. I, know. I, I said, oh, it's Modoc, but not out loud. And then I tried to get your attention, and I'm facing away from him, so he didn't catch any of that. What I should have done, I almost did. I should have, like, told Yolanda and then be like, Modoc. 
and then because he, he would have had the same reaction earlier, Bill. I I was waiting for this when he told Yolanda, and then Yolanda told my mom. And my mom told me I was waiting for it to it's be, be all it ge- wrong. I, I I have uh, thought uh, that's that. I was like, like that was actually a pretty good game of telephone. It's one word. <laughs> I it'd be something if she like didn't like if Yolanda didn't hear me correctly. You say Moda, like, and by the time it gets my mom, it, it she like goes. Mo- she said something about Mordor. She <laughs> talking about Lord of the Rings. Mordor. <laughs> Wait, why are you talking about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> if 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 anything, it would have been like that guy is in that is in Lord of the Rings. Like like that would have been what it was. It's However, like, oh Modok, hey Mo- Gabby, it's Modok. Yeah, that's why I said no. You said Mordor, and we just looking at everybody. Go, what's going on? Literally, that was wild. Uh, yeah. So Mo- again. yes, Modok um, attacks the little village. They they like explain that Kang took over. Um, and we, uh, we also like Janet also kind of explains her time at some point in right. the thing. And like King came and she accidentally helps him, um, fix his little time machine. That's not what it is. His time chair. Real, uh, real quick. Uh, cause I, cause we, you were talking about the village. Yeah. Um, we found out or Gabby knew, but I didn't that one, the screenwriters for the, for the movie was one of the writers for Rick and Morty. Yes. And I and I felt Rick and Morty vibes towards the end with one of the characters. Veb. Veb. Okay. I learned his name. Thank you. Um, <laughs> because they're they're and I could see this like, little blobby dude. Yes. Just for anybody who's like, wait, which one but, was Veb? But also going through the movie, like seeing hearing all the little quips and the funny moments, I'm like, okay, this feels I can like see Rick and more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, there's yeah. one point where they're walking towards a building and it starts aiming guns at at Scott and uh, Veb's like, no, no, no. He's a friend, and Scott's like, "Your houses are, your buildings are alive." And Veb just goes, "Your, your buildings, buildings are, are dead." dead? <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, I can so see that." Now. And and there, he produces this goo that basically lets Translate. everybody. Tra- yeah, it's a liquid translator. And liquid when translator, basically, I'm sorry, I just like and when you Scott that. first is understanding him, he's like, "Whoa, whoa, what? Wait, how am I understanding you?" And he's like, "Oh, you probably need some more. Here, I could just put." more directly into your hole and he kept asking how many holes do you have and the, this guy that reads minds goes will you stop asking about the holes and then he looks at this guy going stop stop thinking that yep seriously you need to stop thinking that yep Is think that about what, what? Think about, i'm like oh, what was he thinking about i don't know but also <laughs> just that I, i'm like oh the horrors of reading people's minds and towards the end, Veb like gets shot up, and I'm like, no, no, he was awesome. I and was then, like, I, I instantly, I was like, he's not dead. It's, I know, he's gonna like, be excited about the holes, right? And then all of a sudden, he just screams, "I, I have holes. holes!" And then he, his mouth grows twenty times its size, sucks everybody, sucks all the bad guys in like it's Kirby with teeth, and instantly <laughs> I'm like. Like, the guy that reads minds goes, I didn't know he could do that. And I'm thinking, why didn't he do that? I don't know, before. Because he didn't have any holes. <laughs> but they all went away. I'm, I, what the crap? <laughs> but yeah, I could, it, it, Rick and Morty's written all over it. 100%. That's great. It, but unlike the last Thor movie, these jokes weren't were good and not doing harm. Yeah, it definitely has a different feel than... um. Love and Thunder, which is which is good. I think a lot of people um, going into this film are like, please don't be another Lo- Love and Thunder. Please don't be another Love and Thunder. And I, I feel like most people are like, okay, that wasn't like Love and Thunder. Well, this I do was think good. There, there's difference because all those jokes in Love and Thunder could fit better with Guardians of the Galaxy because those characters. With Thor, it was more 
the jokes were hit more like Thor's the idiot punching bag. That's yeah. uh, that's also why I think some of the jo- a lot of the jokes didn't, didn't, land. didn't land. But this was like the weird alien that's obsessed with holes for some reason because he yeah, doesn't have and any. then also. It's Paul Rudd, who is, like... Naturally no- hilarious. Known for comedy. Yes, naturally yes. hilarious is also a way you could phrase that. Um, it's, so like... And his movies were always, always... Like, all of his movies were, like... The comedy was inserted in there because it's Paul Rudd. Yes, and his, his timing... I can't remember the name of the movie. I think it's uh, Role Models. But, like, there's a scene of him at a coffee shop ordering coffee, and it's, like, Venti. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, it's yeah, large. Yeah, 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 and he goes, yeah, yeah. no, Venti is 20, you know. And yeah, it's like, like congratulations. Is large. Yes, and at the end, the best line, congratulations. And so is tall. <laughs> congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. And so I'm like, <sighs> yes. It's not Starbucks, but it is so Starbucks. I it, I didn't know what movie that came from. I've only seen I that I believe clip. it was Role Models. I didn't I don't I've never heard of that movie, but, but I've seen that clip. If you look that clip up, that is just yes. pure dry humor funny. It's amazing. Uh let's see. We're getting sidetracked a lot with this movie. Yeah, we are. Well, a lot <laughs> happened and you just need to go see it. Honestly, yeah. And let's see. Um so obviously they get uh taken by Kang. We talked a little bit about like um Scott doing what King wanted because he had both him and, and Cassie and he was threatening to like kill Cassie in front of him. Right. So he goes and basically what Janet did was like explode his little power source thing or by explode I mean she like made it bigger I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah okay. She, she expanded just, it. Yeah and so it, it was like um like broken up or something and so he didn't have he has because he can shrink he can go in there shrink down into it and then also shrink it down right um and so we talked a little bit about that but but uh he does it because he wants to keep cassie safe um and then the probability storm which he talked about a little bit um which is wild to watch and part of the reason why his mom was like don't see this movie stoned right (laughs) Uh, um and then i was trying to like rush through all no you're fine i want to talk about the King prob- as the character and the actor. Okay, all right. Well, like, let me finish through. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it all the way through the movie. So I think we already said that like uh, Hope helps, saves him. Um, and before that, like he works together with all the like extra Scots. They're like, oh shoot, Cassie, Cassie. and like like now everybody has a was single. That, that was that 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 was goal. nice. Yeah, this yeah. I I was like. There it is. I was like, how is he going to get out of this? And then he hears Cassie's voice, and I was like, there it is. That's how we're, they're all going to work together now, because that's their, their single goal. Everyone has the same um, want. And that, that was also uh, not not adding, but uh, like more expanding more or showing more depth of this one trait of Ca- he is all for Cassie. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just showed like no matter what what probability or what he does, it's always about yeah, Cassie. Always so that about was a Cassie. nice like e- expansion on that. Yeah, I I fully agree. And I saw somebody with the criticism of that he didn't like grow as a character in this movie, and I was like, you're wrong. Because here's what happened: he he didn't want to be a hero for a hero's sake. Right. He ju- and then he was like. Wanted to keep Cassie safe because that's his daughter. That's if the only thing he cared about. Let me finish real quick. And then, so then, as it progresses, but Cassie has a very different view on heroism heroism, um, and wants to help for helping's sake because you got to look out for the little guy, as right. her dad says. And so, 
throughout as the movie progresses, he eventually does more than just looking out for Cassie and trying to save Cassie. He was like, you know what? I have to do this because it's the right. right thing to do, and that's when he stays behind and tries to beat King. Um, if anything, if I don't agree with the statement of there is no character growth for Scott Lane, right? But if if you want to go that, if you want to say that or go that route, I I would mildly agree with you only on only if you agree, and not you specifically, yeah. but anybody that that says that, mm-hmm. if you agree that. Granted, there may have not been character growth, but we were shown more of the same character. There was expansion on the. There was, it, it, I, I know it kind of still goes to character growth, but we all knew that he loved Cassie and would do anything for Cassie. But, it's a but theme showing, throughout all three movies. Yeah, but even but just for for me personally, like I knew he loved Cassie. Cassie was his world. His one goal was Cassie. Mm-hmm. But showing like th- hundreds of millions of thousands of endless possibilities and there the one constant is still Cassie that showed more depth to to the same character and granted like it you could say it was character growth or just expansion on the character but yeah I, that that that's where my thought is and also we saw we saw we saw hope's constant possibilities always being to be there for Scott and help Scott yeah that's um, true. especially towards the end when all the probabilities started and sucking like, into each other um, <laughs> that's that's how <laughs> started going back they did, I'm gonna stop uh, they, anyways. Dis- they disappeared because yes. they became one focal point and then they were like they were only focused on helping each other finish the job right um, one thing about so the actor and, and just Kanas as a whole oh Jonathan Majors Yes. Um, one thing that I love that the actor did was... Everything? Yes. But <laughs> but more specifically, his just his facial features, his facial expressions. Because every time he was like trying to... like I don't know if you know the show The Good Doctor. I do. Um, for it's anybody got that Freddie does, Highmore playing an autistic doctor. Yes, uh, which I, I which was hilarious because when he first came, when that show first came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, he played Charlie and Charlie in the fact and the Chocolate Factory." Yep, the one with Johnny Depp. He's did. also in. Um, oh dang it! What's the name of that movie? The ah, dang it! I can't remember. Never mind. It's a. It was when he was a kid. He's a bunch of. Yeah, he's was, a child actor. Anyways. Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. So so kind of like that character, uh, the the autistic doctor, where he kind of has the look every now and again of when somebody when he's trying to explain something, he has the facial expression of it's like you, you just got to understand, and that's what uh, Jonathan Major, right? Jonathan Majors. Majors. That's what he did every time he kind of closed his eyes, and you knew he was. Um, gritting uh, clenching his teeth but he didn't like show it in his lips and everything he just mm-hmm. kind of like he just had that tight jaw closed eyes and it wasn't like he was getting angry mm-hmm. like you idiot it was like you just gotta understand and and just seeing that i was seeing the the pair the parallels uh between that character and the good doctor of just like if you just you just gotta understand you gotta um, see it from my point of view yes and that's and and again, this is where I'm going. I need, I can't, I don't want to theorize because my brain's not going to understand half of it because everything's going to change. I, I feel like everything can and probably will change. If not everything, majority of things will change when uh, season two of Loki comes out. Yeah, or rather, we're gonna get some answers. Yes. Uh, well, it could be one of those. We're gonna we're gonna get some answers, and the new questions 
Or it's going to be one of those, uh, well, every time we had the answers, they changed the questions. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. Yeah. But, but okay, so you remember how uh, Loki is, like, lower on my list of, like, yes. my, like, it's one of my, well, it was my least favorite until She-Hulk she came out. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and, and, or finished, rather. Um, it, so, and we talked about it when we talked about after Loki like maybe because we know there's a second season maybe I will it'll move up higher in my list if anything I could see season two being higher than season one I don't see you changing it as a as a whole I mean it's a, it's a show itself so I, I would probably move the whole thing I don't know if Fair. I would split the, if I if I do split the seasons yes season two and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna like season two more yes um literally it's just like Go listen to our 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 episodes on that on on yeah. that. But like, I have like one major gripe with the show. But I don't even remember what that was. That's okay. Go listen to our podcast, or I'll tell you later. Yeah, tell me. Um, later. but it it I I think because this is the second credit scene. Were you done talking about Jonathan Majors? Uh, not 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 yet. But oh, oh well, it, it kind of <clears throat> I'll I'll lead you back into it. The in this it's this well, with both credit scenes have. Jonathan Majors. One of them is him as the full Council of Kings. Yes. Where he is literally every person in the room, um, which is really cool because you can see and feel the differences between them. That's another like, like uh, that's a another like positive point to Jonathan Majors doing such a great job. Every single version of him is different. God bless him. And then, <laughs> and then there is a version, another version called uh, Victor Timely, in. The second post-credit scene, where we also see Loki and Mobius from the show Loki, that we're, we're I, most people are assuming, oh okay, season two was going to probably be the w- same in the same manner that the first season was looking for a Loki variant. The second season, be, they're looking for the different King variants. Yes, but basically, one, or one in particular, I guess I don't know. Um, I got, I kind of got this feeling or this thought. Uh, from the video that you sent me. I don't remember which one it was, but it I'll, was the, I'll, I'll look. It was explaining the end of the post-credit and ma- mainly the uh, Council of Kane. So because the comics, like, there's... Um, I'm going to paraphrase terribly, so do not shoot me. But, like, the Council of Kane could be the ones, you know, basically doing whatever they want with the with the time splits and the, the uh, basically controlling time, but just not that for bad reasons while Kane the Conqueror is the one that is trying to basically stop all that to make the t- to correct the timeline make everything like nice and neat and pretty but when uh, Janet touches the power source for a ship she sees him destroying everything doesn't see the reason why so it's one of those and, and again mm-hmm. going on the on him torturing Cassie and showing like listen I will kill to correct because like it, it's one of the he basically it could be says, one of those the he, the needs of the many outweigh the wants of the few he, and he literally says in that scene it was like it doesn't matter right um and it could be and also the the way he delivers when he's like I when I'm in, uh Scott's like I'm a man I'm I'm an Avenger and he just goes. Have I killed you before? They all yeah. blend together. Are you the one with the hammer? And so I was, I was like, he care like that one line. One how, showed how many, how yeah. many Avengers he's killed. Yeah. But also in a way, he's care. He cared so little about killing the Avengers because of his goal. So what I'm getting at is because we don't know which way this is going to go. Are is Kane the is the Council of Kane the good guys? In, no. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. 
is like we don't fully, as far as the MCU, not the comics, we don't fully understand why he was exiled um, and everything like that. So it's like he is seemed as the bad guy, but he's really the good guy that's just doing what he needs to do by any means necessary. I so think it's more like the shows. Th- there's so much for for me complexity just, and depth. Yes, just discovering Kane. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. No comics. Yeah, I'm going. There's so much room for growth. Where I'm not saying he's like the anti-hero. He does bad things, but no, he does yeah, it for the exactly ultimate goal I was of goodness. Say. That's what I was gonna say. And I'm here just going like he's there's also, so much. He he might be the least bad of the Kang variants and potentially. That, and that also show uh, explains even more of his facial features. Of not just you just need to understand like, my way of right. It's know like what you, I know, but also it. Show it. It also shows the pain because he knows what he's done. He knows the lives he's taken. Mm-hmm. And yes, the the want the needs of the many outweigh the wants of the few. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't mean it hurt. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that he doesn't feel the pain. And he's go- like every time he kills someone, he's not going. I'm killing you to do what I need to. He's going. I don't want to do this but you're trying to stop me and i can't let this happen yeah and it just and, and adds we, so much ah like so oh. he says at some point in the scenes he's like uh there's something coming and i'm trying to stop we still don't actually know what it is i guess we can assume that it's the other kangs potentially because he's like like one thing that is consistent with throughout all of the kings that they seem to be most worried about other kings yes um it which is technically not their name they're they're so like uh you know who reed richards is mr fantastic yes is that his name yeah mr fantastic the stretchy guy fantastic Four. okay yeah um distant distant uh relative nathaniel richards that's who kang is that like that's who he originally was okay and so like then that guy I think he, some versions of him, or there's a version of him where he's like a teenager. He like goes back in time and becomes Iron Lad. Um, he comes back to like present day and becomes Iron Lad. Um, there's a different version of him where he becomes a scientist uh, and does the different, and then like all the different, and there's a version of him that goes back in time and becomes Rama Tut. There's a version of him that like becomes King the Conqueror. There's a more, like it, it's like, it's, Nathaniel Richards, and then all of the, his different variants. And just... There's I guess, so much to this character. I, yeah, so much to this character. We could probably do a podcast just on this. True. Um, But Jonathan Majors, just going... If you look at him as as the one who remains from Loki versus Kane the Conqueror in Ant-Man and so the Quantum different. And it, and it's like the smallest things. Like yes, his voice is he it's, still same yeah. voice, but like different afflictions. One going from like come in, come in to you need to understand. It, and it's, it's his more facial like it's expressions. Bigger, it's like uh, um, he remains is like more bigger, bit more bigger is bigger, like more open, uh, and like not necessarily like flamboyant, but he's like jumping around, kind of like presentation right. type wise. Yes, and then like um. Uh, King the Conqueror is like like more reserved, very like like the anger is always like behind him, like it's not behind it, but like under under the surface and eventually comes out. Whereas like you know you know what I mean? Yeah, like the, it's the, so different. What I'm about to say, it doesn't fit a hundred percent, but it makes sense. The silence is deafening. Hmm. Like he doesn't have to be this loud boisterous guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. flamboyant. He just boisterous. Needs to, that's the word yeah, I was looking boisterous. for earlier. He just needs to just. 
that's why he doesn't yell and scream. It's like unless uh, he's like his anger is being released, then he does. Right. It's like when like parents. Well, he's not tell yelling you, at people. He's just screaming. Yeah. Like one one thing that parent that parents uh, tell uh, tell you is like if if your kid is screaming and crying and throwing a fit, you don't yell to be louder. You you become soft mm-hmm. because they're going to want to try to hear you, but that means they have to stop talking. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those like I'm not going to go on your level. I'm going to show that I'm calm, cool, collected, and I can control myself. So, interestingly enough, the um, historical principle, I forget who it was, and if you're a history buff, you're probably screaming at me right now. Have you heard the phrase, uh, speak softly and carry a big stick? Nope. Okay. Did you fail history? No, I just never learned that one. That's weird. Never heard that statement. Wow. Uh, I can't remember if it was one of our, it was a like one of our presidents at some point like thinking like I like feel like that's a Roosevelt thing. It might have been a Roosevelt. I that don't sounds like but a there's thing. like there's two of them so I don't remember which one it is. That's the problem. Um it doesn't doesn't matter. But No, that, but now I got to look it up. That's fine. Uh but like we don't need to talk about it on podcast. But uh that it's the same principle being used in both situations of like the parent being like I'm going to speak calmly and softly, so you, so you then you're like, oh, okay, I need to listen, and so they can be quiet, and you can get them to calm down. At the same time, that's what Kang is doing. He doesn't need to yell to be scary. He just has to speak, and he speaks with an authority, even though he's not yelling. Yeah, it was Theodore Roosevelt. The Doesn't matter. Man. I know, but I had to look. Um. Anyways, uh, quickly, number rating, you got one? <sighs> Nine. Okay. But um, it, t- Kane, Kane, there's so much I could still talk about with Kane, just between the two variants that we saw and just... Uh, there's more variants to come, and I'm excited. I'm also terrified. What do, what That's do you fair. give it? Uh, eight, only because I feel like... It, I, I like the way that it ended, but I also was very much expecting for... Scott and Hope to get stuck or Scott to die. Yes. Um. So I was like, oh, well, okay. They just kind of like got out and they didn't explain how she, how Cassie got the th- the portal open. Um. So I was like, okay, well, I, I guess we're not ending it on a sad note. That's fine. Um. I don't need to be sad, but I w- this is what I, I was prepared to be sad and then wasn't. Right. But yeah, I, I, eight, eight and a half, I, I think is where I'd, where I'd put it. Oh yeah, it was a, just oh, so good. It was a very good movie. Yes. Yeah. I have holes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Join us next time on Geek Edia FM. Same geek time, same geek channel.